Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Oh, no, he's got him sorted. <laughs> Kelly Sander has our intern, Nathan Lee, doing the Dixie Darling dance. Chops. Uh, chops. <laughs> Are the pre- elbows in proper position? Uh, or the no, no. Perfect it's, not, it's, down. it's not a pretty sight. Getting ready for game day tomorrow, guys. It's not a pretty sight. Welcome to the Eagle Hour, everybody. We're glad you're with us. On a Friday afternoon, we're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Core Studio in Hattiesburg and Laurel. This is Bob Getty along with Kelly Center and Nathan Lee, super intern here in the Hattiesburg Studio, Luke Johnson in the Laurel Studio, Southern Bank Core Studio. Robert Goss from Edward Jones is going to join us later in the show. He's our guest picker of the week as we're going to pick the uh, Sun Belt Games of the Week. And uh, he's a longtime Southern Miss supporter, interested to see. Uh, his take on the early start of the football season. Will East catch us up on high school football a little later in the program. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of the Eagle Hour and a great supporter of Southern Miss Athletics. And a great place is probably not too late to uh, set up a tailgate catering event for you tomorrow. You can call Dickie's here in Hattiesburg and uh, they'll do a first-rate job uh, in any event that uh, you may choose. All right, Kelly, before we get started, um, happy to make this announcement super talk going to be sending some kids to the game tomorrow night and we're really setting them up for homecoming tell us about that that's right the foster care system of the state of mississippi you know each county around the listing area has has separate um social workers that work with foster kids that are in the that are wards of the state so a lot of the kids from this area are going to be at that northwestern state game tomorrow and out of the generosity of uh, telesouth in jackson we're going to set them up with a bunch of homecoming tickets too for when the eagles take on arkansas state so they're thrilled and the thing that i really like about these foster kids and them getting these tickets is they're going they're yeah. going to the game. Good. You know, good. so they're looking forward so to it. So we're looking forward to that, and uh, certainly our pleasure to bring troops from Camp Shelby to every home game. And, again, we can't really thank uh, TeleSouth uh, Media enough for their generosity in making that possible for us. All right, it is game day, uh, day before game day, I should say. Northwestern State uh, in town uh, tomorrow night. Uh, when they schedule this game, Kelly Center, they schedule this as a – I don't want to say easy win, but as close to a guaranteed win as possible. Nate said the Golden Eagles are four touchdown favorites over Northwestern State. This one's a gimme. Should be. Uh, It should be. And actually, I was a little bit surprised that it's only 28. 
I, I would think it would be more like you know thirty five or thirty six. The demons are zero and two, and and they're in, they're in disarray right now. They've got uh, as Patrick Netherton, the voice of the the um, of Northwestern State, the uh, demons yesterday was telling us they've got new offensive coordinator and new defensive coordinator. Uh, it's just been. It's been a rough go over there. So, look, but you never know when these games are scheduled how they're going to come out. This is a money game for Northwestern State. But they're coming over here going to try to win. But, man, it's important for the Eagles. You know, and, and by all, for all practical purposes, they should, should get this one and give them, give them some confidence heading into a true litmus test next Saturday against Tulane down in New Orleans. Yeah, not, not as bad, though, uh, Luke, as uh, Kelly informs me before the show that Alabama is hosting Louisiana Monroe. How shameful yeah, was that? Like a 49-and-a-half point favorite That's or something. But, yeah, we were talking to Patrick Netherton yesterday. I mean, he didn't – not just coordinators. There's like six new coaches on the staff. They kind of did a reset. And just so you know kind of who's played who, we talked about how Northwestern State is is 0-2. Um, they got beat last week by by Grambling, forty seven to twenty one. Grambling got beat in week one against Arkansas State. Red Wolves put them down fifty eight to three. You you can't obviously think you know the the differential in that game and these other games. And that means Southern Miss is going by sixty tomorrow. But you know Northwestern State got trounced by a team that got beat down in week one. So we and and to get your take again on it bob um, because we've been talking about it this week you know really feel like this is an opportunity for will hall to get a lot of kids game experience of course you can get four before you have to use the pull the red shirt well that's right and you want to get wilkie a lot of game experience right the, who uh i haven't been here to talk about it but i thought was just really outstanding in the first half against miami i guess they just got a little overmatched uh, in the second half but you had to be you had to be really optimistic about this kid's future Talent-wise, uh, you know, he looked really good in all in all the fall drills. Uh, Keys was named the starter coming out of the spring, and it was his until, of course, injuries, and he couldn't affect, you know, he couldn't help that he got his bell rung in that week before. But what capitalism is all about is when that opportunity knocks, you make the best of it, and I think Zach Wilkie didn't do anything to lose the starting position. Quarterback controversy at Southern Miss, Luke Johnson. We we talked about this some Wednesday. Um, you you can lose your job, but I think th- this is such a unique situation. Um, not not unique to Southern Miss because of last year, but at the same time, Tykes is going to probably get a chance to play in this game, and so it's the opportunity not just in practice, but when it really counts, you know, to to show why you deserve to be on the field. And we Kelly, I still hadn't found that word that we talked about yesterday, but Bob, like Lance Ancar in his in his weight room and. I think uh, Will Hall's talked about this too. There's a, there's a, I'll try to find it here in a minute, but it's an old Hebrew term that refers to celebrating the successes of others uh, in order to build a good team. And they, they've been emphasizing that. And I think that's kind of the approach Tykes has to take right now. He's going to get an opportunity tomorrow. Um, you know, you, you would feel that way if the game is like it is. But since they named Wilkie the starter, that that may limit some of the the playing tomorrow that normally we would see Tykes because I think you just said it too. I mean, this is a game where he can 
really in his second game as a starter really start uh he's able to settle down a little bit i mean he played pretty smooth last week but as far as being able to do more with the playbook against a defense like this i think it's it's an opportunity for wilkie to get a lot of needed experience bob i think if i think if things go right super intern nathan lee might get to play tomorrow and then <laughs> yeah he may take a couple of so nathan what is the vibe on campus like about the football program is I was watching the students the other night uh, at the last home game. They seemed to be excited and having fun late in the game. Is there is there a, a sense of excitement about football? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's still the novice fans around here, and that's every single sport and every single team. But when you see a team compete with Miami like they did in that first half, it's just it gives the you know whole entire university some you know some mojo, some juice. They they kind of feel like okay. Maybe we actually are going in the right direction. Maybe Will Hall knows what he's, he knows what he's doing out there. Mm-hmm. So it, around the university, people are excited. They're, they're they really want to win this week, though. You know? Is there a lot of effort, uh, organized effort, to get students to the football games? I don't want to say yes or no, uh, but it probably could be better. Is my best. I'm gonna take that guess. as a no, Dave. Yeah, yeah. It's we gotta have a better uh, student section. That's our big thing. Is that we never have these student sections that are as amped up as these other schools. I mean, we're not a football school, but that's a big part of uh, you know these games and the, why those players go out there. And play it's it's so hugely hard. important. And, mm-hmm. and and in the past, the private sector has actually done what it could do to get students to the game. I know during basketball season last year, one of the local watering holes that. Uh, I may or may not frequent uh, would would give you would let you get in free would waive the cover charge if you'd show them your ticket stub you know right, that, that you right. actually went to the game so businesses even know how important yeah, it is you got, for you got to get together. it back look I can remember back in the era that you were playing when Jeff Bauer I would listen to his show on Tuesday nights and he would always thank the students because the students would show up they pack their part of the stadium they'd be loud and excited and I I would think from the perspective of the team the students can generate a lot of juice they they can and it was actually when when i was playing they moved the student section because for the thursday night nebraska game some of our students were like hanging over the wall in the the uh, meetings on the sideline with nebraska the most famous thing that they did in that game was our students were throwing actual change at the Nebraska players. So they moved them down a little bit, but I will say this at the Liberty game, I was pretty pleased um for for game 1 and yeah, they I didn't yeah. you know, in the last couple of years it kind of thins out at halftime, you know, third quarter and and they stayed. So uh, the student response to the opening game of the season was was certainly acceptable. And you remember when Donnie Tyndall was the basketball coach, he would have pizzas delivered. And right. they would pass the pizzas up through the student section. So if nothing else, the students were coming to get fed. To get eat, yeah. yeah. Get eat. All right, Nathan, you expecting a good crowd of kids tomorrow night? I'm hoping. I, I think I think around the university, everyone knows that this is a, a supposed to, you know, they're supposed to win this game. So I imagine we're going to see a, a nice little attendance. All right, and you'll be in the locker room after the game tomorrow yes. night getting a sound bites for Monday. Will do. I got you. Don't let him, don't let him, you know, just ask some scandalous questions. Don't start another controversy. That's my skill set. First my time we set. send him to the locker room and all hell breaks loose. It's just, <laughs> he's from uh, Purvis, Bob. Yeah, he's, that's yeah, what he's a tornado. <laughs> he created a storm. Yeah. Will Hall's going to get security and say see the kid with the beard get, yeah yeah i'm not gonna he's not gonna answer that thing again get him out. <laughs> all right when we come back robert goss edward jones joins us will he still to come we'll bring nathan back before the show concludes as well stay with us
Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Campus bookmark the place you've got to go tomorrow before the game. They'll open early. They'll stay open late. They'll have a great selection of Southern Miss apparel for all of you guys coming in around the state uh, visiting uh, in Hattiesburg for the day. Make sure you make a stop at Campus Bookmark and be sure to tell them you uh, heard the guys on uh, Eagle Talk. Uh, Eagle <laughs> On Eagle Hour, don't say anything about Eagle Talk. Eagle Hour. People uh, call it that. They they really do. They say, hey, you're on that Eagle Talk Yeah, for an hour. Yeah, no. No, we're on the more optimistic version of of Golden Eagle uh, exposure. But anyway, Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street. uh, Great supporters of our program. Great supporters of the university. We hope that you'll have a chance to uh, go by and say hello to Kathleen. The Eagle Hour is sponsored in part by Robert Goss, your local Edward Jones financial advisor. So we invited Robert here as a fan this afternoon to talk about Southern Miss athletics and football and to be our guest picker uh, as we pick the uh, Sunbelt games of the week. Robert, we're glad to have you. Thank you for letting me be in here. I always enjoy it. We uh, have a good time each time I visit. Well, I know you're a longtime Southern Miss guy, and you and I have had some good conversations about that. Uh, so as a longtime fan, you've seen the good, you've seen the bad. I guess you've seen the ugly, as we all have. Mm-hmm. Uh, two games in, uh, your your thoughts about where the football program may be now? I think just how positive things are and fans are in general. Even though we've lost a couple games, you can tell there is – anytime you have an air of positivity – that that's a good thing and uh so there's a lot of i think there's a lot of hope and we we're used to having hope out there at southern miss here the past 10 years especially but i feel really good about our future i feel really good about will hall and what he's trying to how he's trying to transform our, our program and the players and and making them you know men not just football players and i think that makes a big difference you know guys uh, any of you can chime in here and i haven't had a chance to be here this week to talk to you but uh there for just a little while, Kelly Sander, last Saturday morning, I, I, I felt like an old Southern Miss football fan. Here we were playing the 15th-ranked team in the country. We were going toe-to-toe with them. Our defense was knocking them around. Our quarterback was throwing dimes around the field. And diff- for a moment, I just felt like things might be returning to normal. And I was sitting at, at 4th Street Bar and Grill watching – uh, the game with a lot of guys. You were about the only one missing, Robert, <laughs> from, from, from the game at Saturday at Four Street. I know you go to the call-in shows on Thursday right. nights and things like that, but um, but of all the people that were sitting at Four Street, the general theme was, yeah, man, this is exciting. It's great. Probably not going to win, but this is great, you know. So I mean, I think they kept things in perspective. But yeah, that's if this if this team can stay healthy, I'm telling you, I think they can compete for the West, Luke. I. I just, I just have to believe that again. If they stay healthy, they can, they can come out on top in the West. Yeah, you'll, you'll learn about. We, we're going to do the picks here, and you'll see what I'm talking about. But you'll see what Georgia Southern's made of this weekend because they're playing UAB. Liberty only beat UAB by seven points uh, last week, and it'll be interesting to see that game because when people start playing common opponents, you start seeing how you, you match up against other people. 
And I think what we saw week one, how we should have probably won that game by 12 or 14 points, and what we saw last week, two or three plays, and, you know, it's a one-score game uh, possibly when it when it's over. So, yeah, I, I think this is an opportunity uh, for, for Southern Miss fans to, to really feel like the team is back next week. I think we all agree that'll be probably the most telling sign so far. Yeah, Robert, here was my observ- I had two observations Saturday, too. I, I, I was thinking to myself, just play competitively in the second half, and no matter the outcome, then come on back home and let's get started because we can win some games. And then later that night, my, my thought was, thank God Appalachian State is not on the schedule. Mm, I agree. I agree. I mean, if I look at that game, uh, you know, if our right side had held up just a little bit better, maybe on the line, uh, what we had a pick, I think, out there that uh, in the end zone, in the end zone, you know, yeah. there was a couple little things here or there that, again, you got to have a few things ball bounce your way just a little bit. Certainly, that's I mean, as a little bit of bias here, of course, it seemed like Miami was holding a little bit more than what a little, Amen. you know, my flavor, <laughs> uh, you know, so, but again, I'm looking through the Southern Miss lens here and uh, kind of a homer, but uh, you feel like that we had every opportunity out there to, to make that a close game and maybe even win it if we had just held up in a, a few little areas that, that kind of uh, fell apart, so to speak. Sort of lost it a little bit. Right before the half and, and, and the initial minutes of the second half, and then mm. kind of settle back down. Yeah, the but phone. they played hard, man. Yes. They, yeah, they they're did. playing their butts off every game. And as a fan, that's all you can expect, you right. know? And, and it, again, a pretty young team. I mean, Will Hall, is, as Luke mentioned yesterday, you got another true freshman that's going to start on the offensive line. You got a true freshman at quarterback. I mean, this is, this is a young team still. Well, if they can stay Kelly- together and stay healthy, holy cow. And, Kelly, we should mention to Bob Getty once again, through two games, the Nasty Bunch has 18 tackles for loss, six sacks, four interceptions, and five quarterback hurries. That's the Nasty Bunch, Bob. They're playing better defensively. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as we can get Bob to actually call them the Nasty Bunch, we'll know that. All right, let's get to the picks, Luke. All right, so here we go. Uh, Twelve games in the Sun Belt, first tomorrow night. Texas at Baylor. Baylor losing last week at BYU. Baylor a 30-point favorite. All right, Robert, you're our guest. We'll let you go first. Texas Tech and that no, no Texas, Texas State, Texas State and Baylor. I think Baylor's a no-brainer here. Yeah, can we all agree on that? Yes. We agree. Okay. We agree. All right, Buffalo at Coastal Carolina. Chanticleers, thirteen and a half point favorite. I agree with Buffalo being zero and two. I think this is. Not quite the no-brainer the other one was, but it's it's close. Now, if it was the Buffalo Bills, we'd be talking a little bit different. <laughs> a little, bit. <laughs> a little, little different story. I think they might, might go to the Super Bowl this year. I'll take the yeah, Chanticleers. I think they're obviously going to win, but I, I don't any longer believe they're the best team in the league. Yeah, Coastal had to fight off Gardner-Webb last week. They start the season three home games. I think they'll go uh, 3-0, and too. This one's pretty intriguing. South Alabama goes across the country at 1 o'clock tomorrow taking on Chip Kelly and the UCLA Bruins. Bruins, 15-and-a-half-point favorite. I hope that South Alabama gives a real fight, you know, pulling for the Sun Belt. But I have to pick UCLA on that one. I think that's uh, that's going to be pretty tough to travel that far and win in that atmosphere. Well, it's going to happen. The Jaguars are going to beat the Bruins tomorrow. It's going to upset the, the guacamole salads and, out there, yeah, Kelly. Yeah, avocados here. Um, there's <laughs> – <laughs> there's no bias over there. They're gonna the Sun Belt's gonna make more headlines tomorrow, and South Al's gonna be one of the people to do it. I'm going with the with the Bruins, unfortunately. All all uh, UCLA has to do is just imagine they're Southern Miss, and they'll lose tomorrow because South, <laughs> South Oops. Alabama. 
<laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to go with the upset here, too, because just some for some other things, I think it'll be close. All right, cool battle in Virginia. Old Dominion at Virginia. Both teams one and one. The Cavaliers are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. I think this is a real chance for another Power Five to go down. I think ODU can win it. I, I just don't know, Robert, which ODU team is going to show up. I know. I'm just hoping that this will be another good win for the Sun Belt. I think that's the real chance of uh, you know a P5 win. I, well, well, put me down. We're competing here, so give me the Cavaliers. Yeah. Had my father not moved me, I would have probably ended up being a Cavalier. So I'm going to go with the Cavaliers, Kelly. Okay. Virginia lost 24 to three last week to Illinois, and yeah, so I, I'm I'm going with the Old Dominion on the road. Sun Belt with another Power Five victory. All right, this will be. A, I just mentioned it. This will be a telltale tomorrow about uh, how we stand against other teams. Georgia Southern at UAB. UAB lost last week 21-14. to It's in Birmingham. Blazers are a 12-point favorite in this one. Okay, so maybe I'm just rooting against UAB, but I'm going to pick Georgia Southern just because I don't really care for UAB. Really? I'm, I'm hoping that they uh, they pull that Georgia Southern. Gata, baby. I picked them to beat Nebraska last week. I'm picking them to beat the Blazers this yeah, week. Yeah, you got to go with them after that great win last week. Gata, yeah, which is, we know stands for get after that, you know what. Yeah, I mean, they won at Nebraska last week. They can go into uh, the Iron City and, and win that one. I'm going Georgia Southern. Right, we'll that, all agree yeah. that Alabama will cover the 49-and-a-half point favorite they are to ULM. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. well yeah, and, and ULM's got a drug problem. I mean <clears> – <throat> Yeah. It's it's they're going to get drug up and down the field. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll do do these fairly quick. Marshall. Wait a minute, I, I get to pick that game. I, I'm sensing an upset. Right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, sure you are. Pipe dream. All right, Marshall at Bowling Green. Heard sixteen and a half point favorite. I'm going with Marshall. I like them. They're playing like a real team. Yeah, I like the herd too. Bob's wearing his Marshall green shirt today. I'm yeah. giving Bob an opportunity, and he's not taking. Yeah, Marshall. Me I'm going Marshall. with Marshall. All right, there we go. Arkansas State at Memphis. As much Tigers as, fourteen and a half point. As much as I'm not crazy about Memphis, I think they're going to win that game. Yeah, Kelly. Right, what is it again? Now? Arkansas State. Arkansas State at Memphis. Memphis. At Memphis. <sighs> quick, boy. That's quick. A t- all right. Come back to me, Bob. What are you, <laughs> Memphis? No, I'm- Charlotte at Georgia State. Charlotte has lost eight out of their nine last games. Georgia State zero and two. Surprisingly, I'm going Georgia State. Georgia State. Robert Gallus is picking them. Me too. Georgia State. Louisiana at Rice. Mm, I'm going with Louisiana. Yeah. Easy What's way. the spread on that one? 11. Cajuns. Oh, boy. Okay. I'll take the Cajuns. Yeah, I'm going to take the Cajuns All as right. well. College game day tomorrow. Troy at Appalachian State. Poor Troy. App State, 12 and a half point favorite. You know, I actually think this could be a little bit closer than what we might think it's going to be just because App State's coming off of such a high. But App State wins I mean, just a matter by how much, I think. Crap State. App State is good, guys. <laughs> Appalachian State wins. Most importantly, there's no line in this game on ESPN. We all agree Golden Eagles will win tomorrow. Big. Robert, thank you very much. Thanks for allowing me to be here. Enjoy your guys. appreciate you. Robert Goss, your local Edward Jones financial advisor. Glad to have him in the Eagle Hour studio. We'll be right back.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us. Want to remind you quickly about the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. You can hear it every day on Apple, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And uh, we hope that you will do that. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Core Studios here in Hattiesburg and Laurel on a Friday afternoon. We're glad you're with us. I want to thank 4th Street Bar and Grill for the hospitality they recently showed us, and it's a great place uh, for you to go this weekend for a great pregame meal. Uh, if you, you know, catch big games all during the day and then go across the street uh, to the Rock on Saturday night, 4th Street Bar and Grill, big supporters of Southern Miss Athletics and, of course, the Eagle Hour. All right, Friday afternoon, so it is high school football day, and that's when we go to Will East, who is the uh, co-host of the Super Talk uh, High School Scoreboard Show. And, uh, Will, we're always glad to have you on the show, and uh, I'm sure another exciting and big weekend of high school football here in the Magnolia State. You know, let's go back to last Friday night. It's been a – it was a weird night. Uh, I don't remember a night – I've been covering high school football for like 13 years now, something like that. I don't remember a night where the smaller classifications beat up on the bigger classifications in one night more than last Friday night. You had, of course, the Laurel-Mendenhall game. You had Jefferson Davis County beating D'Aberville in overtime. Uh, there was a couple others, you know, uh, Columbia beating Petal. And the biggest one of the night was one that, I, I'm not telling you, Pete, People in Morton, there's nobody maybe even in Morton who thought Morton had a chance against 6A's Pearl, and they beat them in overtime. This is a team that had lost 55-0 to to Taylorsville the week before, a 1A school. I've never seen it all in one night like that. So I thought about the term, the old boxing term, pound for pound this week, looking at some of these games. And pound for pound, the bigger games are in the smaller classifications. Mendenhall at Jefferson Davis County. If there's one game I could go to tonight across the entire state of Mississippi, it would be Mendenhall at Jefferson Davis County. That is going to be a fun, fun game. Mendenhall is a team that has grown up together. They were they they all started as freshmen, then they all started as sophomores, and now they're they're seniors, and they're a special team. Uh, beating Laurel last week with, with the defense that they had, I think it was it four turnovers that. Laurel had uh, to turn, forced them to turn it over on downs a couple times uh, deep in territory. I mean, Mendenhall is a special, special team. I know they had that opening week loss to Columbia, but uh, they're a team to watch out for. And then, of course, Jefferson Davis County, I mention them every week because they are one of those teams that just punches above their weight, maybe better than anybody else in the state, beating a 6AD Aberville team in overtime. Last week, just incredible. I'm glad you mentioned that, Will, because I got to call that game last week, and I get to call the game that you just mentioned tonight. And I, I man, I couldn't. Oh, good. Yeah, excited to to. And it, at my age, it's tough to get excited about much of anything anymore. But <laughs> but it's just going to be a good one, Jeff Davis and Mendenhall tonight. Uh, Jeff Davis, uh, aka Bassfield, correct? It's it's amazing. Yeah, and it, it's a, it, it's amazing the history of. Will of, of that high school and that program down there? Eight state championships with Coach Lance Mancusco. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Another one, though, that pound for pound is just right up there is two defending state champions taking on each other. This is uh, defending state champ, uh, 2A state champ Scott Central is traveling south to play defending 1A state champ Bay Springs. 
Uh, Scott Central was one of those teams that almost got upset last week. Now, they were playing, a, I think it was a 3A school, uh, Newton County. That's who they were playing. They were playing Newton County. Scott Central came into that game averaging 46 points a game, but they ended up winning just 16-7. to Had to come back in the fourth quarter and score two touchdowns. They were down 7 to nothing going into the fourth quarter. So very uncharacteristic game for Scott Central. Um, and they're a team that's just – they had such a dominant year last year. That's one of the closest games they've played in the last two years. That's how close it was. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad uh, you and how good they've been. I'm glad you mentioned Bay Springs too, because the Taylorsvilles and the Jeff Davis counties. But when you look at, at Bay Springs, when they were a two A school, Ricky Bradley who played at Southern Miss, Reginald Warnsley played at Southern Miss, a couple of guys out of Bay Springs. That's kind of a school that quietly does its job, but doesn't doesn't really get the love it probably should. They really don't. Uh, and I'm going to give you uh, – whoever's scheduling the game, I'm sure it's the head coach, scheduling the games for Bay Springs, uh, the theme is uh, we ain't scared. That's the theme because they played Raleigh, who's maybe the best team in – one of the top three teams in 3A, I'll say, uh, this season. They played them to open the season and played them pretty good. Did better than some of the other big schools would have done. Uh, and tonight they've got uh, Scott Central – uh, they beat ha- ha- it was Heidelberg in Philadelphia by yeah. uh, a combined score of ninety-eight to twelve on uh, the two games before this. So, yeah, Bay Springs, Scott Central, pound for pound. I mean, we got some really good matchups in the north part of the state. Probably the big game is Starkville and Louisville. These are the two most winningest programs in Mississippi high school football history. If you look at the all-time wins list, uh, now Louisville. Even though there are four A school versus you know Startville, a big six A school, Louisville has been known to 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 keep it close in this one. It's at Louisville this this week, and Startville is a team that they're right below Brandon, I would say, in the six A rankings right now. And this could really jump them up because remember Louisville is the team that beat West Point to open the season, and Louisville hasn't allowed a point since then. So if Startville is able to pull it off tonight, and they have the weapons to do it, um. This would be a big boost for for Starkville going in, into regional play, which next week is regional play, and that's what counts towards the playoffs. So you got a lot of teams that are off tonight. Um, on the coast, I would say the big game is probably going to be D'Aberville at Picayune. This one's a little bit of a revenge factor. It's kind of like that pedal Columbia game we had last Friday night. Uh, you know, the only school to beat Picayune last year was D'Aberville. Had a great season, Picayune did. Obviously won the state championship in 5A. But the one blemish on that record was D'Aberville. And now they face a D'Aberville team that is just – I mean, think about the teams they played. They got beat by Laurel by one point. They got beat by Jeff Davis County by one point. Now they got to turn around and play Picayune of all schools at Picayune. So that's an incredible schedule by D'Aberville. They ain't scared to play anybody. And I see this game – being one of those where uh, you need to show up kind of early because it's going to be over pretty quick because they're not going to throw the ball very much. Uh, of course, in the Pine Belt, I guess maybe the big game is Laurel at Pedal, two teams that got upset last Friday night and are kind of looking to rebound. Um, I think, Luke, you're going to be on the call of this one, right? Yeah, we'll be there. And, and like you said, Laurel <clears throat> turned the ball over twice last week. Turnover, but then they gave the ball over on downs four times, one in each quarter. And so both of these teams, because Laurel was kind of like the sleeper, they were the one that going to challenge Picayune for the South. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they respond. And you know, last week Chick Builder Chip Builderback goes in and and beats Pedal. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I would circle that one. One more um, that will be interesting tonight. Hattiesburg travels to Meridian. Uh, 
Hattiesburg's 0 and 3. And we thought maybe they would be the sleeper. They've been, uh, you know, losing some uh, with some injuries, so that one will be interesting. And then Jones County matchup: the Wing T versus the Wing T. Northeast Jones at South Jones. Oh, yeah. uh, that that one will be interesting. And what's intriguing about that game: three Northeast Jones assistants served on the same staff with Todd Breland, who's now the head coach at South Jones. A little family reunion there. Hey, Will, you you mentioned that nine was it ninety eight to twelve? What was that statistic you said just a minute or two ago? Uh, they'd outscored uh, their Bay Springs had outscored their last two opponents ninety-eight to twelve, something like that. Yeah, See, they they it, beat Heidelberg last week and beat Philadelphia the week before. It's interesting that he comes up with those exact numbers, Bob, because that's what I have projected as the Alabama Louisiana Monroe score. <laughs> that could be about tomorrow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, real quick, Will, I know you want to finish up with high school. We were talking about this earlier on the show. On a scale of one to ten, how disgraceful is it for Alabama to play Louisiana Monroe? You know they better enjoy those wins while they can, because that I see in two or three years that going away. I really do. Uh, nobody watches those games. Uh, the fans don't go to those games. Uh, Ole Miss played Central Arkansas last week. I didn't even watch the game. Um, it, it, that's that's where we are right now. I don't see why they put those games on the schedule. Uh, I understand that you know some of the smaller teams get a paycheck out of it, and sometimes you get an upset like we had a, a couple of those last week. Uh, Georgia Southern beating Nebraska, I, but I see those going with these TV contracts. They want eyeballs on there, and, and people aren't watching these. Games. But you remember point. though, in 2007, Saban's first year, yeah, yep. Monroe beat Alabama, and so Alabama ended up in the Independence Bowl. And so you had to drive through Monroe. So the the university put up this oh. billboard in Monroe that said, "Hey, Todd, you've been rolled." And yeah. that was just that was the first year Saban was <laughs> but, there. I don't think that's going to happen no. tomorrow, but, but that was pretty. But funny. the key part of that yeah, statement was 2007, <laughs> right? I mean, that was, all right. Hey, hey listen. there's a Bowden in Mar- Monroe, though. You never yeah. know what might happen. Well, we always appreciate your input, man. Great stuff, and uh, we look forward to talk to you each and every Friday. Yes, sir. All right. Will East, everybody, who is the co-host of the Super Talk High School Scoreboard, a legendary show that uh, will be on all the Super Talk stations tonight at 10 o'clock. Yeah, 10 o'clock. And if the PCS, the Presbyterian Christian game, runs over, it usually doesn't. But if if it does, they'll pick it up in progress. But you'll get all the scores and analysis from every single game, from every corner of this state and every place in between. All right. Let's wrap up another week of the Eagle Hour right after this commercial break. Well, I think the podcast recording probably will pick up Kelly Center singing us into this final segment brought to you every day by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, Kelly Center, Nathan Lee from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, news and notes right now, Southern Miss Volleyball over on the Plains in Auburn. 
for uh, I'm I'm sorry, no, no, they're not in the Plains. They're playing the team from the Plains. They're actually in Jacksonville, Alabama, at the uh, Jacksonville State Invitational right now. Lady Eagles in the first set trail Auburn, 22-18. Of course, they uh, you got to win three sets in there. But Lady Eagles looking to get their eighth victory of the season. Uh, later today at seven, they will take on Jacksonville State. Tomorrow at 1:30, they will take on Jackson uh, Jackson State. So you got Jacksonville State and Jackson State. Uh, conference play begins next week in Hattiesburg against, of all people, guys, guess who? South Al. South, South Alabama. Alabama. There we go. <laughs> Lady uh, Lady Eagle Tennis on the road in Natchitoches, Louisiana, uh, for the Women's Care Lady Demon Fall invite. So they uh, tennis on the ladies' side begins this weekend. Lady Eagle Golf uh, traveling this weekend uh, to Birmingham, and they'll start, uh, I think, Monday, the, uh, the Hoover Classic sponsored by UAB, and then we should mention cross country finishing sixth out of thirty-nine teams um, in the North Alabama Showcase. Great job as they begin their season um, this this uh, this past week. Coach Stewart and the cross country team sixth out of thirty-nine teams. Good job for the ladies. That's the news and notes, Bob. All right, so it's game day and uh, tomorrow. And uh, what kind of crowd are we looking for, guys? I'm afraid, you know, I hope it's big, but. Uh, I don't know, Kelly. What do you look for? Well, the people that stayed away from the last game saying, well, I hit the weather forecast that it was going to rain. Well, they don't have that to yeah. worry about tomorrow. I think you might be surprised. I think you might be surprised at the turnout tomorrow. So I left and went to the East Coast for four days, and I came back, all the humidity was gone. What happened? September yeah. rolls around, and that's usually what happens. You know, the demons come in here tomorrow. We've talked about different school phrases like Southern Misses is to the top, and Georgia Southerns is Gata. Auburn, there's War Eagle. Does anybody know what Northwestern States is? Mm-mm, no. they, well, they use the hook'em horns sign like, like Texas does, uh-huh. and then they say fork'em. Mm-mm. True story. Mm-mm. So that's that. Mm-mm. Don't bite, Nathan. That's, Don't bite. That's bad. Don't bite. It's true. No, I, you think I'm joking, and I no, get I it. No, I saw it. I saw it on the website. Yeah. No, well. it is. That's what they say. They Don't say bite, Nathan. Fork'em. What would uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi States be? It would sound similar to Forkham, uh, but it, it would especially well. If, if we're talking Ole Miss football, Southern Miss football, it would be avoid them. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. Real quick, we've got a couple minutes left. I want to talk about the Saints. Saints uh, almost got beat by the Falcons. Who do they play this weekend, Luke? Oh, they got Tom Brady. They're taking oh, on the Bucks. The goat, Opening baby. the season the with Kelly, three division that? games. Yeah, the pregame. Yeah. Pre- and. and Last week we didn't almost almost lose, Bob. We almost got blown out, and then here comes yeah. Captain Jameis leading us to victory. Yeah, yeah. yeah but they got Brady uh, in the dome this weekend. Yeah. So the pregame show sponsored yeah. by Claiborne, the Claiborne and Sugar Ripe Prunes. Yeah. This wow. weekend. Wow. <laughs> He's the goat. How'd the how'd the Bengals do? Kickoff tomorrow at Southern Miss is 6, <laughs> 6 p.m. Actually, the Bengals play America's team this Sunday. In the national, but I got to tell you something now. Didn't Dak Prescott just get the big, huge contract, and now mm-hmm. he's already out for a few weeks? The Cowboys mm-hmm. were the only team in the NFL, winners or losers, that did not score a touchdown last Is week. That right? Mm-hmm. Even yeah. the Commanders scored <laughs> last week, Bob. Hey, you? <laughs> no, <baby>. no, <laughs> no. It's it's the Commanders, not the Commodores, oh, Bob. Sorry, I get Lionel Richie is not I, coaching. I get for... confused. <laughs> so really, the guy in Dallas, he's gone after this year, right? I think that's the general consensus of things. Sean Payton era, baby. Yeah, Yeah. and and I think that's what people are thinking, too, is that Sean Payton, who 
became the coach at New Orleans, leaving Dallas would be <laughs> but, refreshed and tanned and go back to Dallas. Kelly, yeah. you know how you, you mentioned earlier in the week that Nebraska may be uh, pursuing Jamie Chadwell already? Yes. Yeah. Some some um, high-shooting, non-realistic person thought that Sean Payton was going to uh, go to Nebraska. No. Mm-mm. That'll never happen. Yeah. Mm-mm. I don't think that'll happen. Kelly, uh, is Georgia Southern that good, or is Nebraska just that far down? Or is it a combination, you think? Well, Clay Helton has definitely made a difference. And look, I know he got fired at Southern Cal, but the fact that somebody who has a resume like Clay Helton would go to Georgia Southern tells you a little bit about football tradition in Statesboro. It looked to me like they could play. Yeah, and then they went to Nebraska. I don't care who – in Division One football to go on the road to, to beat a major – you know, and – Nebraska's in the Big Ten. There's some real messes going well, on. Could there be anything sweeter, though, than to see a school like Texas A&M spend millions of dollars literally buying a football team and have Appalachian State beat them on their home field? That was pretty sweet. That was pretty <laughs> sweet. Yeah, and as, as Luke mentioned earlier this week, game day for ESPN is going at to – App State. Yeah, they're going to be at Appalachian State Let's tomorrow. all say a word of thanks that they're not on our schedule this yes. year. Correct? Yes. Why? No, I want to play them. I want to play him. <laughs> Any place. I didn't want to play him two years ago. I want to play him this year. <laughs> Anytime, anywhere. Except Appalachian State. <laughs> no, bring him on. Bring him on. And South Alabama. We'll yeah. take him on at the same time. All right. We'll have sound bites from the coach and whatever players they bring us. Uh, Nathan, you'll get that for us I got tomorrow you. night. All right. Back Monday at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. See you all at the game. Into the future Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping Into the future Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.